Hello and welcome to Transformation and Empowerment, the podcast that helps you to live a happier, more abundant and fulfilled life through the power of gratitude. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Darkness Radio. I'm Tim Dennis, sitting in for Dave Schrader, who will be back on Monday night for Supernatural News and Parashare Monday. If you have a true paranormal experience you'd like to uh, submit to us so that we can read your story on air, email Dave at Dave at DarknessRadio.com, or you can wait until Monday and you can call us on the live show and uh, share your experiences with us. Our guest for this hour and last hour is Mike Pettigrew. Again, unlockgratitude.now.com slash gift. There's plenty of free stuff for you there, including the entire text of the book that uh, we've been talking about for the last hour. Now, I teased at the end of last hour, Mike, that um, there are two very powerful emotions in life, fear and love. It, I think fear is even stronger than anger. Anger can get you through to the mm-hmm. point where you stop being angry. That's right. But fear can rule for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems to me that fear is pretty hard to overcome. You have a lot of people these days who have issues with anxiety. They have issues with um, with being frozen in their in their lives, their everyday lives. Think of the one thing you want to achieve most in the world, and to you it seems a mile away because of the fear of the unknown. And that's all it is, is the fear of the unknown. You don't know your path, and if you don't know your path, you're, you feel lost already. You don't feel like you, you have a, a kind of a, a setting on it or, or – or uh, a compass to, to lead you where you want to go. What is it about fear that's so overwhelming that we can't overcome it? Uh, I, I think you're, you're quite right, Tim. Love and fear are the two most potent forces that we can experience. And I think if you look at love, the greatest things that happen in our world are as a, as a result of love and compassion. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the worst atrocities that happen on our planet are actually... If you boil it down, it's fear at its base. You might say anger. No, it's anger. It's aggression. No, no, no. You boil it down, even below anger comes fear. You know, fear motivates anger. Mm-hmm. So I, I think fear and anger can, can totally twist us. And if we, are, if we are fearful over a long period of time, it can absolutely wreck our lives. But you've got to look at why certain why why do we experience certain things we we have we all have within ourselves um all this negative we all have a negative voice within ourselves as well as a positive voice it's that part of ourselves that says don't bother or you're not good enough or you couldn't do it anyway or you tried and failed before what's the point there is a negative part of ourselves that is constantly trying to pull us backwards constantly trying to pull us backwards and it comes as a as a result of conditioning by our parents our peers society the media religions governments we're literally programmed from the time we're born onwards and so our subconscious mind is full of these completely negative and rubbishy trashy viewpoints and things and beliefs and and so much of what's rattling around in our subconscious is completely erroneous, but it's created through this conditioning and it's very hard to break. And fear, fear 
is 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 an, uh, once again an, one of these negative aspects of ourselves that can wreak havoc. But it is possible to melt fear. It is possible to overcome all this negative conditioning. It is possible to overcome this negative voice that we all have. Now, as long as we live, we're going to have fear. As long as we live, we are going to have this negative part of ourselves. But the, the secret is, do we allow it to dominate or do we overcome it? I mean, any, any, um, any, anybody who, who is in fearful situations regularly, like, you know, uh, soldiers, they'll tell you that there is fear when they are running into battle, but they do not allow the fear to dominate. It, it's whether we allow something to dominate us or not determines what happens. So fear, once again, it is something that its effect can be reduced by, once again, my crazy gratitude experiment. A friend of mine years ago, this, the same healer that I mentioned at the beginning of the program, uh, he said, fear, F-E-A-R, friendly energy announcing risk. Hmm. Friendly energy announcing risk. It's an acronym I hadn't heard before. Or that, since, but... that friend wasn't Gary Busey by chance, was it? No, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, he's actually died a few years ago. Oh, but, no, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, as I say, fe- fear can dominate us, but we can reduce the fear using such things as my, my crazy gratitude experiment, but also... Though all this negative conditioning, all this negative stuff that we have within us, it can also be weakened by using such things as self-hypnosis, using affirmations, subliminal technology. There's ways that it can be reduced because I honestly feel, Tim, that the only difference between an ordinary person and an extraordinary person is someone who who overcomes regularly their negative side to their life it'll always be there but whether or not we can overcome it will depend will determine what we can achieve during our life and there are ways very very effective ways to do that self-hypnosis is an amazing tool that can be used i mean there there are self-hypnosis can be used to overcome uh negative uh, painful situations in the past and the, the way they're affecting us today that if you were to use psychotherapy it could take years self-hypnosis can literally overcome these type of things much more quickly and you don't need to go to a, 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 a hypnotist to use self-hypnosis there are countless websites and, and iPhone apps and Android apps that will allow you to overcome fear and all sorts of other conditions and these things really work because the way they work as i say your con- your subconscious conditioning actually determines the course of your life if you believe something if you believe you can do something consciously but subconsciously your subconscious mind says no i'm not worthy i can't then do you know what your subconscious mind always wins out even if you consciously believe something so it's really important to use very uh, effective tools, strategies, and techniques to overcome that negative subconscious programming. It's so vital. And when you manage to do that, when you take action, life changes. Life changes quite rapidly. In your the, in your experience, do, do those, does that self-hypnosis and other tools help lessen 
the effects of anxiety. There are a lot of people out there that are suffering. It seems like there are more now suffering with anxiety than at any other time I can remember. Um, is it a combination of modern medicine and being able to somehow reprogram your subconscious to combat anxiety? Uh, that's a great um, that's a great uh, question, Tim. And, and you, you've actually put your your your, your thumb on it, there, your finger on it. There, there are cases where if people are suffering from deep fear or anxiety, yes, you absolutely must take uh, medical guidance from a physician. But at the same time, it, it it can definitely help to look into such things as self hypnosis. I'm certainly not a do- doctor. <laughs> I'm certainly right, right. not an expert mm-hmm. in, in, in medical areas. So this is not a diagnosis of, uh, by any means. But yes, both, combina- both in combination can work wonders, but always under the, the supervision of a, a medical practitioner if you are suffering from anxiety and if you are currently taking medication for anxiety, keep taking the medication. Do this very carefully and slowly under supervision, and amazing things can happen. Let's uh, switch gears with fear here, and we have about two minutes left in this segment, but we're going to go from fear of things in everyday life and and over-anxious fear, such as anxiety, and let's go to the fear of the unknown and fear of death in the afterlife. It's been a huge subject in the past in my life, and I I believe now currently still with Dave. Um, And and this is a, a fear that a lot of people realistically have. It's something that we're never going to avoid. We're never going to uh, get out of this life alive. (laughs) I think it was Jim Morrison who said that. Um, But how do we get down to brass tacks of how we're going to deal with the inevitable? Yeah, I I think if if death is the end, if it's completely annihilation, my goodness, that's the most scary thing imaginable. There's nothing more frightening than that if it's the really is the end that's terrible but if you as i said if you take the time to search deeply i remember there was um, a great human being who lived about a thousand or two years ago and he, he said that if you want to understand life you must first study death now back in the times when he was alive it wasn't very easy to study death <laughs> but now right. Now we have no excuse. Back in 1977, when my cousin died, uh, the only book about life after death, about the near-death experience, was by Dr. Raymond Moody. It was the only book. It was the first book about the near-death experience. Now there are hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of books there on exactly the same subject, because if we want to understand life, we must first learn about death. We're in no better age than right now. There is so much we can learn right here and right now. And, and as I say, a lot, of this, um, a lot of this evidence comes from science. It comes from science. I remember way back in 19, 1982, the Gallup polling organization found that 8 million, that's 8 million adult Americans had had a near-death experience now, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Now, you could say, oh, they, 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 8 million people have imagined something. No, 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 no. The great, when it comes to near-death experiences, a lot of things happen to the individual whose heart has stopped beating that can later on be verified. For example, 
I have a friend and years ago she was a nurse and I think she, she was giving birth to her, her first son and she died. She died for a couple of minutes and her husband was pacing up and down the corridor outside the, the, the operating theatre. Now, he did not know that she had, had died, and he, he, but he knew that it was critical. And he, he was thinking, oh, no, if she dies, if she dies, I, I'm going to have to put the, the, the children into foster care. I, I, can't, I can't handle it on, on my own. Sorry, it wasn't her first child. It was her third child, so he already mm-hmm. had two children. He thought, I'd have to put them into foster care. And later, after she uh, was resuscitated, the first thing she said to her husband was, how could you dare think about putting our children into foster care? How could you? And he said, what? How did you know that? I was thinking that. She said, I heard you thinking it. Because she passed through the walls of the hospital. She passed through the walls. She went out into the corridor and heard the thoughts of her, her of her husband. Now, that's one of millions of such examples. And this real world correlation uh, that can be backed up by, you know, f- pure evidence, it shows that something's happening. And, and I know in, in some operating, the- I remember hearing about, about one operating theater. Well, let's let's where- take a break right here, Mike. When we come back, let's get that story about, uh, about the operating theater and about uh, some of these experiences with death. We'll do that in just a moment here. Mike Pettigrew is our guest. And the book is Unlock Gratitude Now. Go to unlockgratitudenow slash gift. For the best deal you're going to get all weekend, free text of the book, the entire book, uh, also a free audio book and a free video. It's all at unlockgratitudenow slash gift. When we come back, more with Mike Pettigrew here on Darkness Radio. Welcome back to the Best in Paranormal Talk Radio, Darkness Radio. I'm Tim Dennis filling in for Dave Schrader. Our guest is Mike Pettigrew. The book is Unlocked. I'm sorry, Unlocking Gratitude Now. Again, unlockinggratitudenow.com slash gift. Go there right now and uh, get your free. It's the best free offer you're going to get all weekend, Mike. I'm convinced of this. Um, (laughs) The entire text of the book, uh, a free audio book and a free video, all are yours if you go to unlocking gratitude. It's unlocking gratitude or unlock. No, it's actually unlock gratitude. Unlockgratitudenow.com. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> no problem. A little bit of a brain fart there. Um, now, we were talking uh, before the uh, break there about another experience in the operating theater that you wanted to, to talk about, the fear of of death and it being the final thing and, and people getting evidence of, of there being an after afterlife through near-death experience. Yeah, absolutely. No, I was, I was just going to say uh, um, that in, I know, at least one um, hospital in the operating theatre that, that they, I think they put an old shoe above one of the lights or it was on top of a, a I think on top of a cabinet in, in the operating theatre. And a, a couple of times where people actually physically died, they were able to talk about the shoe on, on, on top of the, um, the, the cabinet in the operating theatre. Now, it wasn't viewable from the ground you know it was not mm-hmm. you couldn't see it from the operating table but so many times that people who die for a minute or two and are then resuscitated remember vividly what the doctors and nurses were saying uh, wh- wh- you know while they were trying to revive the person and as i say people do find themselves moving through uh, walls overhearing conversations that can later be verified of course 
many people move through a, a, a tunnel and find themselves in a bright light and meet deceased relatives. And sometimes information is conveyed to that person by the de- by the de- deceased relative that later on can be verified. So there's a lot of correlation here. These are not airy fairy experiences as re- resulting from a, a, an oxygen starved brain. Mm-hmm. Real mm-hmm. things, real physical life correlation can be found. Now let me ask you this because there's a there's another side to the near death experience we've heard about, and, and this is what you know. We have a show over here in America, 2020, that that has been on for decades. And I remember watching it as a kid, and I remember the near-death experience when they were first reporting on near-death experiences and and the information Dr. Moody had had put forward. Um, And I remember absolutely being terrified by a man who said, I had a near-death experience, and where I went, it was dark, it was hot, and there were screams. And I knew at that moment I had to change my life around. Now – in, in that to me, okay, and, and I'm going to speak for Dave here. If I have a near-death experience, and that's what I'm seeing, sure, if, I, if I'm if i fortunate enough to get back here, my life does a 180 because obviously I'm not doing something right. But how common is it for you in your research into the paranormal, how common are those negative NDEs? Well, Tim, you know, they do happen. They do happen, and nobody wants to talk about them. And a, a friend of mine, Daniel Brinkley, I think you've had him on the show at least once. Yep. And Daniel's an amazing human being. And he had the, the, I think, the world's longest clinically documented near-death experience. He was gone for 28 minutes. But in his, he, he's, he's, I think he's had four near-death experiences. Wow. And in the first one, he, he, you know, he, he met this being of light. And at this point, a lot of people interpret this being of light as, you know, Maybe an angel, God, Jesus, Buddha, Allah, whoever, Krishna. And, but it seems as though that that being of light that we meet is actually our higher self. It's a much bigger aspect of ourselves that we're merging with that person again. But in Daniel's experience, you know, he, he met that being of light. He re-experienced everything that he, uh, that, that he went through during his life from the perspective, not just of himself, but everybody uh, that he affected and hurt but he also remembers seeing uh, he describes beings that were vibrating at a much lower frequency that, than him and he didn't really want to look there he said, he said it was kind of a blue grey treacly sort of place and he just didn't want to, to focus on that he, Now he, he's talked about it more since then but yeah I, I think you know the the saying birds of a feather flock together i think we can if if if, i'm not saying there's a heaven and there's a hell i'm not saying that at all and it's very clear that this being of light does not judge you it's infinite compassion but you have to look at what is the result of either a positive or negative near-death experience it usually positively impacts the person's life from that point forwards always positively impacts the person's life. I think that there are realms of existence uh, where people can go who, well, they, they need to work some stuff out before that they can really progress on to their true destination. I think as human beings, we judge ourselves terribly. And I think we can put ourselves in self-created hells as as you might may, as as you might say mm-hmm. 
but I, it's not eternity. It's self-imposed, and always there is growth and learning from everything. And this, this we can we can see this in in our daily life, our daily experiences. We all, at some point in our lives, experience real hardship, and depending on how we face that hardship, years later we can look back usually and see how it's helped us to change positively or the qualities it's, it, it's helped us to grow. So I think nothing is wasted, no matter how rough things become in life, nothing is wasted. It's all, always in the fullness of time that you can see the reasons for things. And, you know, me losing everything back, you know, tw- 12 years ago, having been very successful in business, selling my company to multinational I thought I had it made <laughs> mm-hmm. and it all swept away. By golly, it was extremely painful. But looking back, I am so grateful, Tim, for that experience because it's made me a better person, a wiser, more compassionate person. And it's made me deeply desire to help other people to overcome similar situations in their lives. So that's why I'm actually on on the radio with you right now doing this interview. Well, yeah, so yeah. everything negative can have a very positive outcome long term why is it that negativity produces a more positive outcome than positivity creating a positive <laughs> outcome are we just more motivated is the negative emotion w- like nitro compared to gasoline with with a positive emotion uh a great question and th- this this is so important because i think it's it's really like we where we're headed as human beings We're all trying to become like polished diamonds and we have to cut off the rough edges and hardship does that for us. And as we progress towards the end of our lives, if we're really working at, you know, if we're working our way through our problems and we all have huge problems, all of us, all at some stage, it enables us to become wiser, more compassionate, fuller, richer human beings. But you know what? If you look at an airplane taking off, it's the air resistance that's pushing against the airplane that enables it to take off. You know, mm-hmm. it, we need negativity in our lives. We need problems. We need difficulties. Otherwise, we don't change. We don't change. We just continue on our merry way in the same way. Now, it's not pleasant. Nobody likes to suffer. Nobody likes to go through hardship. But you know what? If it weren't for this negative resistance and negative um, challenges, we wouldn't grow. We wouldn't grow. You know, it, it's the in the Far East, the symbol of the lotus flower. The lotus flower is a beautiful flower and it, it blooms in a muddy swamp. The muddier the swamp, the more potential for a beautiful flower. Mm-hmm. It won't grow very well in a swimming pool where everything's hunky-dory. Right, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Mike, let's take our uh, break here at the bottom of the hour. When we come back... We're talking hunky-dory now, but when we come back, let's talk a little bit about the not-so-hunky-dory, and that has to do with earthbound spirits. I want to get your take on that. Again, the website is unlockgratitudenow.com slash gift. Go there to get the entire text of the book for free. Also get another audio book and video from Mike. It's the best deal you're going to get all weekend, folks. Again, unlockgratitudenow.com slash gift. When we come back, more with Mike Pettigrew here on Darkness Radio. Welcome back to the best in paranormal talk radio, Darkness Radio. I'm Tim Dennison for Dave Schrader. Our guest is Mike Pettigrew. He has a book out there called Unlock Gratitude Now, Seven Keys to a Happier and More Successful Life. 
You can get the book absolutely free by going to unlockgratitudenow.com slash gift. Mike's giving it to you for the weekend. It's a special deal for our Darkness Radio listeners. You're also getting another free audiobook. You're also getting a free video and stuff that will change your life around, folks. Even from And this coming from a skeptic. Uh, two skeptics on the air with you right now. <laughs> Check it out right now. Unlockgratitudenow.com slash gift. Okay, Mike, I, I teased before the end of the last segment. I want to talk to you about Earthbound Spirits because although NDEs sound like they're wonderful and we can make them a positive experience and we could even take a negative if we have one and make it a positive, some people, it's believed, are left behind mm. with, the, with the Earthbound Spirit phenomena. I want to get your take on this. Okay. Actually... I go into this in, in the audiobook that people can download. It, it, it's, it's called uh, What Happens When We Die, and it's part of the free gift. And, yeah, it, it's, this sometimes happen, happens. It would appear that some people get stuck. And I mentioned Bruce Moen uh, at, at the beginning of the program, and Bruce gave an amazing workshop in our home uh, about 12, 14, 15 years ago. And Bruce Moen teaches people, teaches anyone to be able to make contact with people who have become stuck and help them move, help those people move on. And also his techniques can enable you to gain validation that the experience was actually real that you had. I mean, that sounds extraordinary, but it's true. And in this workshop, we had people from all over Europe come to our home. Uh, it was in 2001. And he literally taught every person in that room, about 20, 25 people, how to make contact with people who passed on. People particularly who had got stuck and then help move that person on. And it's, it's incredible. I'll, I'll give you an experience. Mm -hmm. um, on the, the last day of the workshop, we, it, it, this, this technique, it's called doing retrievals, and the Monroe Institute also d does this kind of work and really worth looking into. But my wife uh, was a, a nurse in Australia, and she used to nurse uh, a gentleman, and he used to jokingly call her Michelle. You know, that's not her name, but he used to call her my, my, my daughter Michelle. And he was a farmer and he wore a cap. And so that was a few years before. And it was a hospice. She was nursing in a hospice mm -hmm. and, and he died. And mm -hmm. the last day of this workshop with Bruce Moen in our sitting room, we all did his technique. And we all tried to make contact with someone who had passed over and get a message from that person. This was not, these, these were not people who were stuck, but people who we knew personally, or that someone in the room knew. So we were, we were all getting a message for someone in the room, not for ourselves, okay? Because we needed validation from, from each other that what was said was true. And basically, uh, this guy from Italy, he made contact with this guy. He said, he said he's an old man, he's wearing a cap, he seems to be Australia, Australian. He's pointing at his throat. Maybe he had throat cancer. And the message is, tell my daughter, Michelle, that I'm sorry I never told her that I loved her. Wow. And my wife nearly collapsed. Because you can't get more specific than that. This guy had never done anything psychic in his entire life. 
And yet he was able to communicate a really crystal clear message like that. Phenomenal. But Bruce Moen's training, basically, people who die tragically um, and in various different circumstances, they can, in some cases, they don't move on to where they should. And they, they, they can get stuck. It can be, they can be very attached to life. They can be, there can be a lot of unresolved business and they, they don't move on or they're not quite ready to move on. But it is possible to make contact with such people and move them on. And a lot of people have been trained in, in this retrievals technique. And it, it can really help people who, who die tragically and don't know that they're dead. You know, well, so my- these things do happen. I, I believe they do happen. And I've had direct evidence that it, it does happen, but it can be helped it can be alleviated. Mike, how do you move somebody on who maybe feels like they have unfinished business here or they they are attached to this life? How do you how do you convince them that you know what you're better off moving on? Yeah, well, Bruce's technique it's it's it, many years since I've actually t- tried it, mm-hmm. but I I I used it quite a lot back in the you know 2001, 2002, 2003. And I was astounded by it. And then life got di- very difficult because we lost everything. And I had to put all this aside. I had to put the Institute for Afterlife Research aside. And I had to work 16-hour days and do all sorts of things to change the situation. But I did. And gratitude changed all that. But in, in, in Bruce's um, work, basically, um, he teaches you how to perceive Using your mind's eye, doing kind of visualization and meditation, perceive um, people who have got stuck. And then you, you don't move them on, but you introduce them to a helper or a guide who can move them on. Because as Bruce and also the Monroe Institute explain, people who are who have unresolved business and are literally see their relatives and friends walking around, their point of focus is the physical world. Mm-hmm. And people, entities, evolved entities, helpers, guides, who are there to help them move on, they appear to them like ghosts, you know? Right. So it's, it's, in Bruce's technique, he helps you to introduce the guide to the person because the person who has got stuck, their point of focus is physical life, you have a much better chance of making contact with them than someone who's already in the afterlife. So it, it's, 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 it's something that you can do more potently while you're alive if, you know, moving someone on who's currently stuck. Now, people don't stay, stay stuck forever. Um, everyone moves on eventually but i think tim i know you're you've been a paranormal investigator for years mm-hmm. i think a, a lot of a lot of what we call entities can be fragments of the person's consciousness that have been left behind that the person themselves have moved on but some emotional charge is left behind it doesn't mean the entire entity is here that can happen but i think in most cases it's some strong emotional imprint that that's left. I mean, what what are your own views? You know, experience? I I'm intrigued by that uh, theory. And I tell you what we'll do. Let's dip out real quick and take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about that 
residual energy from a person maybe being that lower level entity and it being the the person themselves because it again it it's very intri- it's a very intriguing theory to me and I, I first heard about this theory a few years ago um and I would like to think it's just residual energy from from a person the, their negative emotions shed off and because there are malevolent spirits and I want to get into that oh, as definitely. well in this, this next okay. segment uh the website unlockgratitudenow.com/gift you can get the entire book unlock gratitude now seven keys to a happier more successful life for free right now not just that but you also get a free audio book having to do with the afterlife what we're talking about now and a free video it's all it's the best deal you're going to get this weekend mike i'm convinced of it and it's free. <laughs> be, sure, be sure to go to the website right now, unlockgratitudenow.com slash gift. Take a look at it during the break. When we come back, more with Mike Pettigrew here on The Best in Paranormal Talk Radio. This is Darkness Radio. Welcome back to Darkness Radio. I'm Tim Dennison for Dave Schrader. Our guest is Mike Pettigrew. The book is Unlock Gratitude Now, Seven Keys to a Happier and More Successful Life. You want to check out the book, the entire book? You get it for free right now, along with a free audio book and a free video. UnlockGratitudeNow.com slash gift. Uh, Matt, uh, <laughs> I almost called you Matthew. Mike, uh, <laughs> I've got my That's Matthews. Okay, my, I, I've got <laughs> the Bible on my mind, evidently. Matthew, Mike, Paul, John, you know, it's all the same. Um before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, earthbound spirits, and I'm intrigued with the theory of an earthbound spirit being negative energy that's maybe been shed off by a spirit that's moved on. I'd like to think that that's it. I would really hate to think that this in this life it is you have the potential to be stuck on this earth. That, to me, would be almost a nightmare if there's something better to move on to. To me, that's the ultimate expression of fear, that you couldn't you couldn't get yourself to the point where you wanted to move on to something happier and better because it was unknown, and you'd rather stick with the devil you know than the devil you don't. Mm. Um, but there is that entity of malevolent spirits that we come across when we're investigating, the, the things that pull your hair or scratch you or you know, yeah. aren't, don't exactly play nice with you. In your opinion, what is that? Well, I think just like in physical life, there are people who are kind, caring, loving, compassionate, and there are people who are bitter, twisted, resentful, and aggressive. And when you pass over, you don't suddenly grow wings and flutter away off into the light. Not at all. Um, And birds of a feather flock together. Uh, Like energy attracts like. And it is possible that people who move on, in some cases, do through choice through choice not just you know through what you might call like an accident but through choice wish to stay close by and from my my studies of this it would appear that people who do choose to stay right here need energy from the living they need energy from the living and i remember um uh, one guy, his name is Joe Fisher. He wrote an incredible book that's extremely disturbing. And it's called The Siren Call of Hungry Ghosts. The Siren Call of Hungry Ghosts. And it's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call for anyone who is 
investigating life after death and channeling, etc. Because what he discovered was very, very disturbing. Um, he he met a medium. I think it was in, in Toronto. I think it was in Canada. And this medium was very ill, but she was very gifted. And she would go into trance and she would channel different entities. And to cut a long story short, she channeled uh, his guide. And this guide uh, claimed to have shared a past life in, I think, Greece with him. And as time went by, that entity, that so-called guide, started communicating directly with him by uh, a, buzz, a buzzing sensation in, in his head. And it went, you know, so she could communicate with him through yes and no, two buzzes for yes, one buzz for no, or vice versa. So he started getting direct communication. And he found this so intriguing, he decided to check out the past lives of several of these entities that claimed to be guides to the living. And he went to, I think, Scotland and various other countries to check out and looking through old county registers and births and deaths registers. And he found that none of these entities ever had a physical incarnation. And this was extremely disturbing to him. And then he went on to investigate a lot of fairly well-known mediums. And his findings were very similar. Now, I'm not saying that mediums are not doing a good job, but there are many mediums who are communicating with absolutely the people that they claim to be communicating with mm -hmm. and that they're passing on real communication from deceased loved ones. But often it's something we need to ponder seriously that a medium is like a telephone, but we don't really know who's on the other end of the line. They, we don't really know who's on the other end of the line. And, you know, they might, might be posing as great Aunt Betsy and they may have the same cough as great Aunt Betsy and the memories of great Aunt Betsy. But I think some, you, you mentioned malevolent entities. I think some very much earthbound entities can actually, most can read the subconscious of the individual who they're communi commun communicating to. So it's very easy to pose as someone, as a deceased loved one, when they're actually nothing of the sort. So, I mean, th this is an area where I can't prove anything, right? but it's an area that, you know, this book, The Siren Call of Hungry Ghosts, very disturbing, but a, a wake-up call for people who just love channeling. Mike, do you um, do you subscribe to the demonic and and that is an influence in the afterlife? Because there are some people who are very firmly, there is no such thing as hell or demons. There are other people who say, you know what, you can't have good without evil. Where do you fall on that? I, I, I think there's balance and there's unbalance. And I think everything has a purpose. I don't think there's eternal damnation for anyone. But I do feel that there, I think that, Everything can have purpose. Even the most negative experiences can have purpose. I don't think someone is trapped forever. I think there are many entities that pose as certain demonic entities. I, I do believe that. And I believe that some people who pass on who are very negative can over time become more negative and more negative. But absolute evil, I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm not so sure about that. 
I remember my friend who I mentioned at the very beginning of the program, the, um, the healer from the UK. It was around about the time of the Gulf War. I think, um, yeah. And, and he said, he said something very strange to me one day while, while driving. And he said, Saddam Hussein must have been a very evolved entity. And I nearly crashed the car. I said, what? What do you mean? And he said, well, think about this. He said, if we as human beings choose the circumstances, the major circumstances of our lives before we incarnate, including the positive and the negative. And he said, just imagine being Saddam Hussein, choosing the life that he's about to be born into, choosing to be a dictator, choosing to create huge amount of suffering that will cause incredible growth to many people and also cause terrible, terrible stuff for, for people. He said, imagine choosing that and knowing that karmically you're actually dimming your, your, your spirituality dramatically and yet you still come into the incarnation, into your incarnation being a dictator. That would require great strength. Now, I'm not sure, Tim, if I, if, if I agree with what he said, but it's, mm-hmm. it, it's a thought that he made me ponder on many times, and I still haven't oh, come yeah. to a conclusion 20 years <laughs> later. I don't blame you. I, that is That will kind of mess with your mind a little bit. Yeah. It's good. It's good. And I, I really don't know one way or another, but I do. I'm absolutely sure that everything in the universe has purpose, and everything is moving us towards growth, happiness, and compassion, even, even though the events and experiences are the opposite. Got about a minute left right. here with you, Mike. Um, tell me, what is it that uh, that you're hoping to achieve karmically with with what you put out there with the book Unluck Gratitude now? Well, to be honest, I, I my purpose in this world is to empower people. I've been very clear about that for many, many, many years. I think the greatest gift we can give any human being is empowerment. Help people change their circumstances and become happy and fulfilled. And um, I, I have two programs. Um, one is a six CD uh, audio program. It's called the 30 Day Success Formula, and that's at the 30 Day Success And I also have another program called the Millionaire Mind Secrets. That's at the Millionaire And that includes a lot of tools that I mentioned earlier that will help people really quickly change their lives, including self hypnosis and binaural beats. Uh, in, in subliminal technology, all sorts of technologies that will help reprogram our subconscious mind for success rather than its opposition. Absolutely. And then you have a special uh, gift again for our Darkness Radio listeners. Tell people what they get when they go to unlockgratitudenow.com slash gift. Sure. sure, Tim. Well, firstly, it includes the full text of my book, my bestseller, Unlock Gratitude Now. It also includes What Happens When We Die. It's a full audio book. And also a video course, 30 Days to Empowerment, Success and Happiness. And that includes a demonstration of a mind over matter experiment. And this is an experiment you can do yourself and move small objects with the mind. You won't be able to do it immediately, but you'll see how to do it. And then you can test it for yourself. And if you're persistent, quite quickly, you may be astounded that your mind really is affecting your environment And then when you know that through your direct experience, it means you can really start to change your life in a very positive direction very quickly. And wait to to see it and try it out. Again, our our guest has been Mike Pettigrew. 
Go to unlockgratitudenow.com slash gift. Get the free book, the free audio book, the free video. And when we come back, our next guest for the next hour is Ellen Baumler. We'll be talking about the ghosts of Montana. That's coming up next right here on Darkness Radio. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast, and I do hope that you found it helpful. If you'd like to watch our free training videos, then please do visit our website at mikepettigrew.com. mikepettigrew.com is spelled like this. It's M-I-K-E-P-E-T-T-I-G-R-E-W.com. Again, that's M-I-K-E-P-E-T-T-I-G-R-E-W.com. And you can sign up for free training videos that can help you to live a happier, more abundant and fulfilled life. The subjects of our videos include such topics as the powers of the mind, how to program ourselves for success, how to win in everything we do, discovering our purpose, controlling our destiny, goals and determinations, the easy way to achieve anything we desire, happiness, mastering our mind, overcoming negative thinking, self-discipline, the importance of mentors and many, many other subjects that will help you to live life to the full. So please do visit MikePettigrew.com right now and get your free training videos. Thanks so much for listening.